All right, how's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the Craft Imperial Podcast. We are here at the Bourbon Cowboys renovated, in renovation ranch. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, Hodge, the Bourbon Cowboy. We're getting going today, and yeah, we're renovating this backyard, trimmed the trees, got rid of everything in the backyard, getting ready for a pool. And um, have you noticed like clouds came in? Yeah, it's it like was, real chill right now. The wind's kind of low. We got a little cool. fan, a little uh, Ray Bonneville. Kind yeah, of smooth, some, cool. We're bringing guy. our tunes back. Now, we realized on that episode that Mayor will hopefully end up editing and going up on the air. Last week, we went through almost two hours with no music, which was very strange for us because you guys can probably create an album on the playlist that we have played with during these, you know, now 40th, 40th episode. So pretty nuts uh so we're doing something fun today it's going to be just the bourbon cowboy and the viking we're going to settle this thing yeah which down. we haven't done in a long time we haven't and we, we usually have the the russian with us yeah and um, we've had marcus on and we've had julian on we've had quite a few of the old yeah the whole standbys the whole crew's been there it's just um yeah bring it back to the get-go man this is cool um we're smoking today a cigar that we have not had on the podcast before um, we're smoking the Roma Craft and Temperance Whiskey Rebellion. Um, we'll get into the story on it and stuff like that as we're smoking and going through. But what's really interesting about this cigar, it's a very full-strength, full-bodied cigar. Uh, but it's got an Ecuadorian Lajero in it, Indonesian tobacco, and I think there's South African tobacco in it too. So it's it's really neat. Uh, it's, it's a good presence of different tobaccos from around the world and not just sitting to those normal or the the usual three um so this would be pretty cool we're gonna cut into that and then um you know the cowboy here talk about these these whiskeys we're gonna play with today yeah right on man i gotta cut mine too yeah i gotta get in here Ooh, smells good yeah for sure Wrong side. Yeah. Mark just gave me an insert for one of my old Zippos. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, hell. Uh, anyway, he gave me a new insert, and it's either got soft flame or torch. Yeah, and, it's, pretty, uh, it's pretty cool. I mean, it's a... Uh, um, I'm not gonna remember the name of that company off the top of my head that's been doing this for Zippo for probably about 10 years now. But this is a, it's not the same company, but this one it's it when you when you strike the 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 striker blade, it's a soft flame, you know, butane filled soft flame. And then there's a button on this, it's more of a stamp on the side really, that you push down and it switches over to a single torch. So it, it's pretty cool. They're they're 10 bucks on Amazon. I'll even put the link in the episode if you guys want to get them, I think. The one thing that's funny about it, though, is, like, I think it was two weeks ago, I ordered four of them because I was going to give one to everybody, and when they came in, three of them didn't work. <laughs> so uh -oh. what they did is when you filled it up with the with the butane, get off me. Get that bee off me. That's not a bee. That's that damn uh, oh. stink bugs are everywhere awesome. right now. Um, well, they just come in and crash, dude. They fly in and smack, and they stay. But, uh... What was happening to them is when you would fill them with butane and you'd pull it away, 
that pressure pin would get stuck and the gas would just leak out of it. Nothing you could do about it. And I was like, damn. So when this one came today, I pulled everything out and I filled it to make sure it actually worked before I came over and gave you a box and nothing happened. Beautiful. I'm stoked so far. I mean, cool little accessories. When you open it, the gas starts, you flame it, and you got your soft, and then you press down on the button, you got your uh, torch. It's cool. It's just a cheap Zippo, but you know those clickers, those old butane clickers go out after a while, and then you're left with an old, cool Zippo cover, and this is awesome. Anyway, thanks, man. That's awesome. Yeah, man, for sure. And I almost, in the craziness of all this, I almost lit the wrong side of my cigar but yeah. that would have been you know tmz funny wow so far this has got a really nice nice taste spicy off the top isn't it oh yeah hmm. all right cowboys what are we sipping now on normally i kind of i mean i guess it's not the greatest to roll your in your mouth and get a taste for the cap and everything before you. I cut like it. that. We've talked about that. I like knowing what the wrapper. Then you like. kind of feel bad. Then you get your cutter all in there on the, you know. But it's your cutter. Yeah, you're not sharing with anybody. Yeah. <laughs> well, for the most part, we don't. Yeah, we keep to our own. But yeah. Well, we're into these rebellions. What I thought we'd do, we have. I don't even know where we are. We could be 39. I think this is technically 40. 40. So this could be our 40. Well, anyway, I went down to the vault and started looking at some stuff. And I, I was looking at some of my faves. It's October. It's my favorite month. I love Halloween. I love the weather. So I was like, hey, let's pull out some good stuff this time. So I pulled out a bottle of Old Fitzgerald Bottle and Bond 11 year. And I also picked out a bottle of Weller 12 year. This Weller 12 year is from last year, or this year, 20. And then Old Fitz, I, I want to say that was 19 maybe, or... It was either 18 or 18 19. 18 or 19. Because 9 came, in the, or right, it was 9, then 11, or was it 9, 14? It very well could have been, and I should know this, it could have very well been 9, yeah. could have been 13, and then went at 11. It's cool that there you've got like a... Or it could have been 11, then 13, then 9, but they've randomly like jumped back and forth on the ages. Yeah, and it's kind of cool they did that. Like you've got a, a linear vintage, you know, like if you're talking wine, but it's not like 9 came, 10 came, 11 came, 12. No. Because I think a lot of people don't, like we're, we're honestly hoping, we talked about this before, that they re-release the 12-year, right. but do it in the decanter. Because the 12-year was the last bottle that... I don't think the cost was any different. I still think it costs what it costs. But if you take a 12-year Old Fitzgerald bottle and bond in its bottle and put it next to any of this decanter series, it looks like a cheap bottle that you would find, you know, at the gas station. I mean, in all honesty, it almost looks like a high-end beer. That's got that's the, true. That's got yeah. like the wax uh, cap on it. Yeah, it's like very vibrant. Like a delirium, like a big bottle of delirium <laughs> or something. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of crazy. Anyway... I thought we would do something kind of different and do, I was kidding, Mark. I said, remember back in the day, well, he's a little bit younger than me, but with, <laughs> on Nintendo, when like the Charmander and Pokemon. Versus. No, they go, versus. <laughs> I thought we'd put this uh, old fixed drill up against Weller. So anyway, 
let's get on with it. We have poured the old Fitzgerald 11 year. Let's cheers. Cheers, buddy. And um, do some chewing on this. God. It's as good as I remember. Yeah, I tell you, there's just something about Old Fitz. It's got its own, there's no misplacing it. It's got its own thing going on. Yeah. <laughs> and again, this is 100 proof. And um, 11 years bottled in bond. 11 years. Now, I got to say, I don't know. Because me and Mark didn't talk before he came and he wanted to do this rescue, uh, Whiskey Rebellion. We really didn't talk about a pairing today. No, I don't so, think these two work. No, because too much you got two. The old Fitzgerald is very smooth. Um, it's very complicated. And it's got all these different notes in there. And then you're pairing it with kind of a high-octane spicy cigar so yeah it's like you got a controlled burn against a pepper shaker you know initially i mean i'm not we're not sure how this cigar is going to develop like there's nothing saying coming back to the 11 later but at, from the get-go the amount of spice in this thing versus the the controlled burn so i'm gonna start saying yeah. this it's it's and when i say that i'm not it's not hot it's just like like the cow it's very there's a lot going on yeah like this isn't this isn't the 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 bourbon that you take one sip of or you nose it one time and suddenly you know exactly what you're drinking and what it's, it's not no there's no way there's just too much going on a lot of people out of the whole old Fitzgerald line a lot that i've heard of will think the 11 is their favorite I have a lot that says 13, and then also there's a lot who says 9. I tend to like them all. I think they all have little distinct nuances about them. But I put these away because, you know, they do cost deep in Perth. But <laughs> it's nice to pull them out once in a while and have them. But they, uh, God, every time I do, I know why I don't drink them every day because they're special, man. Yeah, these are these are one of those those bourbons that you wish you could drink every day. You know what I mean? Well, here's the thing: people did used to drink these every I day. I know. I was hearing something. These were today. like probably 10, 15 bucks a bottle at some point. Listen to listen to these guys talk today, and apparently back in like the mid '90s and even the early 2000s, you used to be able to get 15 year Pappy Van Winkle for like 30 bucks on the shelf. Because no one, it didn't have the craze behind it. They didn't have that marketing platform behind it as now. I mean, really, this is, I mean, for all intents and purposes for me, I mean, this is the Pappy Van Winkle of uh, Heaven Hill. Even though they have other lines that are distinguished as well. But, but this I mean, is the, this is the, these are the, the big dogs. At least for me. I mean, I would probably take these. I, I would take a line of these over a line of, of uh, Pappy any day. Oh, well, you know how I feel about Pappy. Yeah. I'll take a line of a lot against Pappy, but it's just, it's kind of a reference point to be like something that costs 
over a thousand dollars now and i'm not even talking the secondary market most stores sell it for a thousand dollars now you're saying you used to be able to buy for 20 30 dollars you know 20 years ago you know yeah uh, i will say off the bat like you just noticed these aren't burning too hot no i i mean that's yeah. very they're, unusual they're for me to have to light it after we're only about an inch in Yeah, that's really strange. Yeah, these do feel really tight. Yeah, these are and very, very all the way through. Bound. They feel tight all the way through. I mean, I'm not gonna. This may be now. Romacraft is known, especially in that intemperance. And if you've ever smoked a Neanderthal, you can understand some of Romacraft's strength and what Skip has done behind some of these cigars. Um, but this bad boy's potent, man. It's my kind of cigar. I really like it. It's good. It's 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 spicy. Um, there's kind of a, a candy corn kind of thing to it. Since it's in Halloween or Pop Rocks, you know, it kind of rides on your tongue. And this is only an inch in. You know, it's not even we're not even in the, the depth of it. Yet. But you can't leave this at all. I mean, right now it's saying you better keep puffing me. Oh yeah, me, puffing me. You got to pay attention to this one. It's it's needy. That's for sure. Yeah, it's got kind of, uh, it's got tobacco, like cocoa, a little pepper. You know what? Have you ever had a chocolate-covered jalapeno? Uh, I can't say I have. I haven't either, but I think if I ate one, <laughs> I don't know. It's... It's like, have you ever had a chocolate-covered grasshopper? I haven't. I haven't had a chocolate-covered grasshopper, but this is probably what it would taste like. <laughs> well, that's like my favorite thing. People are like, man, that tastes like shit. It's like, have you ever ate shit, though? No, but I'd imagine. I'm like, I imagine it's probably worse than what that tastes like, bro. <laughs> or it's not. Worse to find out that shit tastes good, right? Then we'd all be weirdos. I don't know. You've watched a lot of survival movies. Do they actually yeah. get to that point? No. Well, you can't eat your feces, you know. And yes, you can filter your urine and drink it, but, you know. Yeah, and what movie did we see that in? Castaway. I thought it was in Waterworld. Waterworld? With, did he? Waterworld with... Uh, Kevin Costner. Costner. Yeah. yeah, I thought they did it there. The best skills in cinema ever. That's a great movie. I don't care what anyone says. That's a great movie. I can tell you that it was better than Robert Redford Stranded. <laughs> I mean, thank God they didn't give him an Academy Award for that. Holy shit. That was the most boring freaking movie I ever watched. I can't even believe I watched the whole damn thing. I've had some of those. We were sitting down last night in Adam Sandler's new Halloween movies on Netflix. Yeah, I saw you text Dewey, that, Dewey but Halloween. it's uh, funny. It's got all of. Uh, I didn't finish it. I fell asleep, so I don't know if it's a good or bad thing. Um, but it's got all the characters throughout his movies. Like he's kind of playing a grown-up water boy. That's kind of his character. Um, ben Stiller from Happy Gilmore, same characters in it. Um, uh, I'm wanting to watch his yeah, one where Kevin he's the James. jeweler. 
That's a good movie. Uh, I, I keep wanting to watch it, and I something the, keeps uncut me uncut gems. Uncut, I, I looks really Dude, good. Dude, it's a great movie. It's really, and I look. What I like about it is it's not your typical movie where it doesn't end happy. It's not a you know, it's a it's a great ending to the movie, but it's not you know all rainbows for everybody. It's 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 awesome. Yeah, he he plays a different Sanders. Sandler role than what he typically does, and it looks good. I'm still looking forward. To it. It's it's the best serious role he's done. Cause you remember the last serious role he did was Spanglish, yeah. and it was like uh, Sandler can't be serious, right? He's a comedian. He does this character amazing. It's awesome. It, it's just a great movie. Adina Menzel's his wife in it. I think some of the comedians are the spookiest badasses there is. Well, have you heard about, because you know, we were Kevin James fans, like Kevin James. Yeah. Have you heard about this movie on Hulu that he has? Yeah. Where he's a serial killer? I heard about or it. Or he's a, a, I think it's worse than that, I think he's a child murderer or some shit. He's, it's supposed to be pretty good. I haven't watched it yet. But well, who's a comedian, started out as a comedian, and now is a serious badass, is Woody Harrelson. I mean... Yeah, okay. Well, he was in Zombieland, bro. No, no, no. I'm talking about Natural Born Killers. Oh, yeah, for sure. For and sure. then have you seen um, when it was Christian Bale uh, called Forged or something um, in the steel mining towns and his brother Christian Bale got in trouble and he had to go into the backwoods and meet up with a fighting. He like backed fighters in the backwoods oh, and no he had shit. to go in there. And go against um, Woody Harrelson. Check that out. Dude. I gotta see that. He's spooky. I know ass there's crazy. there's a movie called Forger, but that's with uh, I think it's called Forged. Forged. I have to check that out. I have to check that out. Huh. Anyway, you got to stay on this. But man, it it has got it. But man, this is a hard freaking draw. Let's call it what it is. It's tight, but man, you really got to be sucking on this thing. Yeah, I wonder. Um, Pretty toothy rapper, too. I mean, as you look at the... Um, and you can tell it's bound tight, man. Look how hard that burn line is. Like, it's not even staying cherried. It's 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 dying out. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You but it's really not... It's not there's, the body's not pulling away from it. It's it's a, it's a fucking throat puncher, man. It's there. Definitely my kind of scar to start the day with. I'll tell you that, man. What are we going to... When are we going to do? We've got two RCs from Tahoe. When are we going to do those? We got to do them, man. We can do them now. I'm getting antsy. I don't give Well, you can do them now if you want. I don't. They, these, are, these are some of the cigars that I tried to get my hands on for the longest time. And it always seemed like I told I told the Cowboys, like, every time I went to a lounge and had them, it always seemed that I would get there 10 minutes after someone bought what was left or, you know, they were back ordered. Like, Tatuahi does so much product. Like, we, we've got a box of 15s we're picking up later today um, that's been on back order for two and a half months. You know, they do a lot of production and a lot of product and um, fantastic cigars. But these I've wanted to just sit and enjoy for a very long time. So we can do those whenever you're feeling ready. Well, we, we might as well do them today because yeah. we're, we're by ourselves. We don't have any interference running today. Yeah, we're going to do a, a good episode and just kind of, this is going to be the Cowboy and the Viking kicking back and just talking with you guys, kind of. Like, we haven't done it in a long time. And we I've got a new artist episode. that I'm playing that I put 
on you know every once in a while I do a walk in the morning every morning go for an hour and a half or two hours um, listen to new music and this is Ray Bonneville and he's kind of a chilling he's kind of he, he reminds me a, a, a little more not that Mark Knopfler can be any more chill but he's got a little Mark Knopfler uh, chill he doesn't have the guitar licks like Knopfler but he's got a good really a good feel he plays a little harp He's got a jazzy beach feel to him. Yeah. And I haven't had the time to find out where he's from. My bet is he's down south. But, I mean, for our backdrop today, he's pretty good. It's good music, man. And, and we're it was kidding, the clouds. earlier. I know now, the clouds it's just came really in. nice out. I mean, it's good. It's just good. Yeah, well, so. Let's get on with this. We had yeah, the old good. fits. And of course, we recognize it right away, the taste profile on that. That's 100 proof. Now, the the 12 year original weeded, 90 proof. So we've dropped down about, yeah, wait a minute. I don't have my cheaters on, but I'm is pretty it? sure that's 90 proof. Yeah, 90 proof, 45 MBP. And we'll pour this. So this is the black label Weller. Black. Now, yeah. where does this sit in the Weller line? Well, now, you know, you've got, what the hell did I do there? Um, you've got the antique, which you've got, uh, and then the special reserve. Special, special reserve is seven. Is special reserve kind of the baseline, Weller? That's a good, that's a good question because I always thought antique was, but probably special reserve is the base to start. Okay. So you start with your seven and then. Cause isn't, I thought, I thought antique 107 is 12 and special reserve. Is that just me thinking out loud? I don't know. I'd have to, I don't know I'd either, have to kind yeah. of revisit. I, okay. I have, we haven't done anything with Weller in some time. And quite not since we touched the full proof at the farm. And then we got the full proof. Then there's the CWPP boy, the Petit <laughs> I just call it the public Craft Weller. Craft your personal bourbon. Right. I just call it the public bourbon. Everybody says their well, piece on it. And now there's this uh, unicorn of a single barrel Weller that apparently is out. Uh, but I don't even think it's made in Illinois yet. I would love to have it because I heard it's kind of an orange label. Yeah, it's like a Halloween. And I love orange. anything around Halloween. That's like I want to get a hold yeah. of some of these. Um, what do they call it? Squat head pumpkin by Todd Hawahe. What is that? Blockhead uh, or? Uh, squash, squash head pumpkin. Squashed head pumpkin by Todd Hawahe. Yeah, they, it's got kind of a, it looks just like the 107 bottle, but it's an orange hue to it. Right. You know what I mean? God knows um, what that looks would cost. great, and I'm not doing that again. We got that foolproof looked around for almost four or five months. Here's what's gonna kill you: the MSRP on it is forty nine ninety nine. Price you will actually pay your firstborn child. <laughs> what more than three hundred? I it's gotta be exactly. Well, when you looked at the MSRP on foolproof was thirty nine ninety nine. Now we ended up finding a spot for a short time where we had that bottle for seventy dollars. Yeah, well, well we found they, there was a little opening at a total line over in Illinois. We got one, and um, we have found them here or there. But God, you got to wait so freaking long to find them. I mean, but, I think the only saving grace is collectively. I think we have four bottles between all of us. You yeah. know, so we've got foolproof for a while. Yeah, we got cool. 
two or three years, maybe. Yeah, maybe. And we'll find more, I think, because I, I know Dean's Liquor is still getting a barrel pick, but I think it'll be after the first year before that's uh, materialized. So is foolproof a continuous product, or is it, this just what's don't left know. of the, No? I don't know yet. Right. Well, let's get into this. Yeah, 12. let's do it, man. See, that nose, there's such, and I give credit to this to Weller all the time. I think they're the king of weeded bourbon. Because, again, Weller has yeah. all of them, every one, every, even, even that CYPB, every single one has that nose. It's, the, it's that, that, um, that like, sweet heat wheat. It's almost like if you put a bunch of wheat in Chinese food, that's that nose. And, and I, I smell it on every Weller, and it's distinct from anything else. You know, it's very, it's more, far different than old fits. I mean, it's like a, yeah, like a candied wheat. But now, so everybody really understands. Frosted flakes. It does have a very caramely sweet, smooth. And I would say the proof rolls down on the finish higher than 90 proof. I mean... If somebody didn't tell me this was 90, I says I would think it would be a little higher. Because you probably, know how we do I'd, I'd 90s, and they're a, a little higher. But I will say, you and you have to understand, when you buy this for your liquor store, you're probably purchasing this for 25, 30 bucks. Really? 12 years? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I don't know. I don't have one. I, I actually never seen that No, I'm not saying retail, but I'm saying as the liquor stores buy it in. Maybe oh, like wholesale cost? 40 uh, bucks. 23, yeah. 24 dollars. Right. Maybe. So I'm saying still, this should be on the market that because of, you know, allocations and whatever. But as far as a weeded bourbon's concerned, 12 years, this is so smooth, so delicious. It's fantastic. But as far as the 11 year old fits, the old fits is so much more complex. Yeah, there's, there's a lot. so much more going on there than this. I think there's a lot, like you said, there's a lot going on in that bottle of old fits. Whereas this Weller is, it's sweet, it's smooth, as in it just glides across your palate. And I would, if we were drinking it and didn't know, I'd probably, I would think. Like that hundred proof bottle and bond tastes more like the Booker's that we drank that one twenty area, whereas like this ninety, I would think you know we've had some bibs that are just that calm. There was you know, another like, uh, one that we Dan, had ninety proof. that I thought I was like, wow, I can't believe that's ninety. There's been a few, man. Yeah, there has some been. of those barrels. We isn't dovetail. Isn't dovetail not around ninety or is it over a hundred? I don't know. I have to um, go check, but I think it's in the high. High 90s. I saw that fly and I start. I watched a little bit of the, the VP debate last night. So that fly on by and on. Yeah, on. I just I just thought about it when it, the fly landed on me. Um, anyway, I don't want to get into politics, no, but I just reminded me of that. <laughs> fly. One thing, people ask me if I watch presidential debate and I was like, look, I'm not afraid to tell anyone who I support and who I believe in. But I was like, look, Trump can't talk to save his fucking life. And Biden is just the the, the, the source of the word. He just doesn't know what he's talking about when he talks. She's a good speaker, like, though. You, Kamala Harris? Oh, she yeah. is. But she'll also put you in jail for sneezing. So, <laughs> But uh, <laughs> um, people are like, did you watch it? I'm like, no, man. Like, neither one of them can talk. And if I just want to watch two guys talk over each other, 
I'll go get my group of friends together. We'll do a fucking podcast. Well, that's basically what Biden and Trump were. You thought they would have had like a 12-pack oh, the way they're uh, debating each other. Like, come on, man. You're a freaking clown. I'm like, really? Is this a presidential debate? What? Yep. That's Crazy. where we're at, baby. Oh, well. We don't need to tell no, everybody how this say, year of politics has been. So no, whatever. I will get back say, to our bourbon and cigar. This Weller with this cigar? Now that's that's good, baby. You You're got right. spice. Good like and the thing that. the thing about the Weller is like the sweetness in it. It's not like it doesn't go around your mouth and in your nose and all that. It sits on your tongue. Yeah. So when you smoke the cigar and all that spice is coming over, you get that contrast. Like that scientific pH stuff. Like you get a negative and a positive at the same time. It's this is a good pairing. I, I like think this what a lot. we'll do, and this will be a first too, is when we're going to keep bantering a while with this 12 for a little bit, and then we'll take a break, and then we'll get these RCs going. And I'd like to, and we've never really done this, but let's get those RCs going and talk about them, and then let's take another break and go down and the vault, the cowboy vault, and find what we think would be a good pairing from what we. Oh, that would be cool. We haven't we haven't done that at all. And by the way, I don't know if we've mentioned this on the podcast. We're having an invasion of stink bugs too. If anybody listens to this, you'll know what we're talking about because uh, it's, it's been on the news and everywhere. Is because, it through the Midwest or is it just the well? Right here Missouri? in our area, I guess they're coming out of the fields and they're all looking for their because that cold spell yeah freaked them out and now they're all flying around looking for a place to stay for the well, winter. We had, we had a week of boot and jacket weather and now we're out here in flip-flops shorts with two fans running i mean it was just short of 90 yesterday yeah and saturday it was 38 degrees outside and i think we're going to teeter in the 70s both months it's oh yeah from what i'm seeing it looks like two good old-fashioned like indian summer months could even stretch in december which i gotta say we're trying to get this pool in and I'm going in no matter damn what, and so is my wife. Well, even but if we, we do got our, a heated pool. If we anyway. do our polar dive in your pool, it's cool. <laughs> it won't be polar; it'll be heated, um, and we won't be diving. It'll be a five, but we'll be neck. We'll be like, we'll have to get some underwater chairs or something. Oh, dope for yeah. sure. Sit out here and watch a football game. We'll get the exact water level, and we'll get some water chairs and. Nice. Hell, we might even have a podcast uh, early yeah. December in there. Now, that would be awesome. Sitting in a pool early December, get back from Key West, and just jam it. be gnarly, man. Um, yeah, I think this is a much better pairing across the board. I really do. Uh, hey, I wanted to ask you a bourbon question because I'm a little confused on something. I hope I can answer. I think you, I if think not, I can find the answer. I for think it. we've talked about it before. Okay, so you know the antique collection comes out every year from um, Stitzel Weller, Sazerac, Buffalo Trace, right? What is the difference between seven year Buffalo Trace and the antique Buffalo Trace? I never heard of an antique. Yeah, I didn't either until I've been hearing it all week. Because the antique collection, it's it's been shipped. Everyone that's going to get it, I got think it. maybe what you're hearing is the the um, antique collection by Buffalo Trace is out. Right, and that's that's what thirteen year Eagle Rare. Um, no, it'll be seventeen. Stuff. It'll be seventeen, 17 Eagle rare. rare, and then it'll they be do sta- it it'll be uh, Stag, right. it'll be Hardy, it'll be um, William Larue. William Larue. Um, 
Okay, let's see. Uh, Stag, William LaRue, 17, um, Hardy, and there's one more. Elmer T? No. No. Elmer T stands alone. And the antique collection is the Pappy release, right? It's the antique collection by Buffalo Trace. Oh, okay. Maybe I'm just hearing it. I think you're just hearing it's the antique collection. Because I, like, I'm hearing this and I'm, you know, I'm doing the best I can, Googling, trying to find, you know, and the thing about Buffalo Trace that drives me crazy is Buffalo Trace is seven years old. We all know that. That's what Buffalo Trace is. Yeah. But you see a lot of people now, one of the big conversation topics is saying you're drinking seven year Buffalo Trace. You're making it sound special. It's that's what it is, you know. Um, but I was curious about that. I didn't know if maybe I was just missing something or it was a super rare allocation kind of thing. Um, I don't know. I think you just got your ears attuned to maybe there's something you haven't heard of, but it's just the Buffalo Trace um, line of antiques, which William Larue, Stag. Hardy, William LaRue, and there's one other, I think, but I guess I we could do that Google thing. Yeah. What is the Buffalo Trace Antique Collection? Is it the Eagle Rare 17, probably? William LaRue, Stag, Hardy. Oh, oh here we go. Am I missing so one? we got? Uh... Okay, that doesn't tell me shit. Hang on, let's go here. Okay, okay, so it is Weller, Stag, Eagle Rare, Handy, and Sazerac. Oh, Sazerac. Sazerac. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. And so they do um, antique releases every year. Okay, so that's where you get your 17, you get your Sazerac Rye. Right. Yeah. And then with with uh, Weller, is it William Larue and W. H. Weller? No, it's just William Larue. Okay. And then George T. Stag is George T. Stag Stag Jr. No, but right. There's a Stag Jr. And then there is a uh, like a Sazerac. Yeah. And then the 17 year, and then you've got the 10 year Eagle Rare. Right. 17 Eagle Rare, 10 year. Um, Man, I'd like to have a 17 Eagle Rare. Like that. Well, we we have down we do? in the vault. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's that's about what five hundred dollars for that bottle. Oh no, it's probably eight nine hundred. Oh yeah. wow, really? Oh yeah. Oh damn, I didn't know that. But some people like Stag Junior better than the Antique. That's me. Uh, the Zazerac, I really. And we don't have that. I don't. We have Zazerac. I've got in Missouri. No, I have it too, but. You 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 don't get it in Missouri. You got to oh, go you, to Illinois. Oh, no, you can get Sazerac. Oh, really? Right? Yeah, but it's it, again, it's one of those. Things. I don't know, man. It's so it's not. It's like this, man. Any time I've ever collected stuff, I get on pretty close to the beginning, but it becomes so irritating. It's just like soda, water, anything now, anything, pepper, seasoning, barbecue sauce. They're just. You can't even keep track. Right, right. I mean, you could right. have a supermarket of waters, a supermarket of sodas, a Dude, supermarket go, for just down. beer now. Shit. You got, you look at a place like uh, ITAP, right? The International Tap House. They have over 2,000 beers in the store. 
a hundred on tap, nineteen hundred in coolers. How? One, how do you do your inventory? I just think it just and starts two, killing the product line because well, there's so many. That's something going on with bourbon. And we can talk cigars, too, man. I mean, you get people hooked on, you know, everyone's got their likes, right? You know, we're big, Tatawahe, Crownhead, Oliva, you know, the Maduro Specials, uh, you're an asylum. Like, even, I like your asylums. Um, you get on them. And I know it's, it's genius marketing. It's how you run a business. I get it. But then what you do is you create a varietal. You have one cigar that you like, right? And then you create a varietal of eight other ones that are just a little different. Yeah. You know, because you've got to get product on the market. You have to stay relevant. And I think that's what it is. But what I think that does is that kills, like, you know, one day I think that we're going to buy some barrels and we're going to put out a bourbon. Right. Right? But if Buffalo Trace decides they're going to do another experimental run and charge $30 for a little bottle... And our bottles, you know, 25 on the shelf, you can guarantee that's a loss that quarter, you know, because it's, there's, there's saturation of the market. It's going to get weird. I know. I understand. I, I know it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. But yes, let's go back to the cigar and the 12 year. This is way better pairing for the 12. Oh, this is lights out. Yeah, this is a good pairing, actually. There's a still a lot of work about... Old Fixture, we should have done like a nice Cuban. Clean, mild, yeah, good, but yeah, complex, flavor. just beautiful burn. Because we want to burn and be enjoying a good cigar with a complex burn. I think that That's why I'm fits. thinking this RC we're going to do. We smoke it, get into it a little bit, and then we go down to the vault, take a break. And pick like, something I'm excited out. to smoke that cigar. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's, it's, I know it's just, it's just a cigar. You're burning it away. And we, Fuck, I will, we'll do a new picture line on this because when he says you're excited about it, when you see the pictures, it's like we're, compare it to boats. It's a piece of art. Like, man. we're smoking Chris Crafts. And you know, and I'm not a big boat guy either. I, that's probably a bad way to go. Yeah, but your average boat. boats, like all really cool <laughs> boats, you know. And then all of a sudden, you bring out the RC, which is their Cuban collection, the battleship, like real Cuban. It, no, it's more like now. Now we've just brought out the uh, cigarette boats, you know, the two oh, million dollar, three million dollar, yeah. four million dollar cigar boats. Like you see in Miami Vice, yeah, that's what this cigar looks like. The personal owned yacht. It's got with like a chrome crew. wrapper on half of it. It's probably eleven inches long. It's a big cigar, and I don't even have the biggest. So you guys got to look forward to that in our banter. Yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, to this pairing, though, I mean, this is this is perfect. I'm not saying that it has to be Weller, but this twelve year. Like, I think um, if it was even a little sweeter, you know, it would be even even better. But this is awesome. Um, the sweetness of the bourbon, uh, you know, I'm not going to give you any direct, you know, we don't do that. But um, against the the biggest note you take away from the cigar, it's spicy, man. It's a full-bodied cigar, full-strength cigar. Um, but it's good. It, it's, if you're a spicy guy, this, this really doesn't. Now, where can you get these in town, these Whiskey Rebellion? Um... I don't think anywhere anymore. Um, but you is can, this something you brought out of your haul? Yeah, this is something I've had for a while. 
Um, I just, you know, with getting things packed and whatnot, I'm kind of finding things that were in the back. So the old, the 12-year 12, the 12 weller in my travels through doing this, one good place, you're going to pay a little money for them. But the Weller 12, the A1, they've got a lot of A1 liquor stores up in North County. And then I think there is, I don't know if it's the same name, but even down in Arnold, I think. A1, they're, yeah, they're all over the same Is it A1 guy. down A1 in Arnold? Liquor too? and spirits or yeah. liquor and wine or some stuff like that. Um, not too shabby. Yeah. Uh, Good little spots, man. I always joke with it. Maybe I shouldn't say it on the podcast. I might get him in trouble. I'm not going to do it. Never mind. But anyway. They have a funny this, cigar collection. <laughs> oh, down there day one. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, let's say they definitely paid for them. You know what a cigar line, and I was just thinking about, because I've seen a lot of humidors, they always seem to have a Camacho line in them. Yep. Every humidor. And we've never really done anything with Camacho. We have it, and actually, shout out to our sponsor before I do it again. Uh, Dana actually finally finished off that um, 2020 Liberty box, and guy got the box, the empty box. So it's cool. There, uh, I, I I remember smoking Camacho back in like the er, late early 2000s, before it got bought and the rebranding and the Honduran, you know, like the, the whole Honduran. It's always been Honduran. Um, like those, uh, those Euroa cigars that we smoked, the Al, Al Dante's or whatever, um, that, that Euroa was actually the blender for Camacho way back in the day. Um, but they do, like, they do some good ones now. I mean, they really do. I mean, you know, I like the Camacho box with the scorpion on it and the boxes are real snappy. Their branding is really cool. It's, their marketing is awesome. <laughs> I mean, anything from like knives to backpacks. Everything. To, it kind of reminds me, remember the old Marlboro, uh, books that would come out if you're a red box marlboro guy you could get like anything oh the coupons you could trade in like oh, your, your barbecue sets and uh, i've seen some cool marlboro ones, outfits oh you've seen like like compet competition size billiard tables that are black with the red hue and it says marlboro in the right middle the guy of the who's belt. ready to smoke a half a semi right <laughs> <laughs> right um, Either no, that or he's he's got everybody in a neighbor two neighborhoods giving him all the red boxes. We could uh, we could definitely do some Camacho, man. What I really like from Camacho is I like their like they I think they're one of the I, they may have been the first and do do not quote me on this. They did the first barrel aged tobacco Camacho did I think um, that could be wrong. Drew Estate may have got to it first, but I'm not entirely sure. Um, uh, but, um, you know, like their Liberty series, their throwback series, their, you know, they got a Ray Lewis cigar, the Mike Ditka cigar. Um, they do these fun one-off blends, you know, they're usually the same, but, you know, a little longer age or different size. Um, like the, I sent you the picture of when I smoked it, the Liberty series 2020. I have Is that one. 660 box press? I just so happened the next day to be over at the Riverman. And they had a box of them. I grabbed one and put it in the humidor right next to my seven-seven um, asylum. Asylum, yeah. Which were good. They're just expensive. Yeah. I would actually would have been cheaper for me to buy their box that those seven sevens come in. Is amazing. I have one. I would have been better off just buying a whole dang box because. Yeah. Uh, but anyway. No, and I like we can talk like, when it comes to cigars. Um, I am a hypocrite in what I'm going to say because I hate the fact that a 
$10 cigar ends up costing $15 because it's in this big elaborate packaging. But you, you're an artist. You can't tell me that those boxes are not cool. Oh, shit. no, hell, they're amazing. I mean, like... That's why it's hard to give up a, an empty box, because I just it. keep thinking in my head, what can we do? Right, like, I've got... So now I've got the, the past three years of Liberty Series, and, like, my, you've seen my, my favorite cigar box ever is the... I want to say it's the 2017 Liberty Series from Camacho. The box is pearl white, and the lid's an American flag. And it says Camacho. Like, it does it on top nowhere. The ceiling stamps on the side say Camacho. It's in, and I picked that up at Green Street Cigar Company in Key West. Like, it's an amazing, amazing box. As well as the 7 7. Yeah, the uh, Asylum, the, the TAA Asylum one. box. It's yeah. all done in black and gold labeling. They, they, the labeling of the box is amazing. And that's a skull, right? Yeah, it's a skull. It's a skull. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's kind of our jam too, you know. We like them skulls. Um, yeah, but we like skulls. We like skulls. I got a few skulls. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, for sure, man. Well, why don't we're forty-five minutes in? Why don't we take a break, and then um, we're gonna finish this little rebellion. And then we're gonna get into these. Come back on with the RC and uh, smoke those and talk about those, and then. We'll pick a, a, a fucking kick-ass killer for the RCs, and then we'll be back on. Yeah, man. Uh, we'll take a little break. Before we go, just want to shout out to our sponsor, Lit Cigar Lounge in Chesterfield, Missouri. Uh, Which we're going to be later. We will be there later today. We will get some pictures and stuff posted up. Uh, one of the best lounges um, that you can possibly visit. Go in there, tell them Craft and Puro sent you, and uh, we'll work something together for you. So you guys stay tuned. We'll be right back. All right, everyone. We are back. Uh, we have dove into these Tatuaje RC Series Double Perfectos. Uh, anyhow, I just fell through my couch, but that's all right. <laughs> anyway, this RC Series, when he says RC, that means real Cuban. Or as close to real Cuban as they're getting. Um, Right? Yeah, so the, the tobaccos in this, uh, Jose Pepin Garcia um, does all of Pete's stuff. The blend's designed by Pete, but it's first-generation Cuban seed grown in Esteli, Nicaragua. Um, and then there's an Ecuadorian Habano wrapper over the top. Uh, off the get-go, I mean, it's it's very Cuban-esque, and when we say that, I mean, like, it's, it's got a creamy smoke. It's a light smoke. It is, uh, uh, body-wise, it is very much a medium so far, and we're about an inch in, maybe. Yeah. Um, it's not bad so far, man. Uh, it's really not. Uh, that intemperance was good. Uh, we liked it. Um, draw on it was kind of tight. You know, maybe it just needs, you know, a little air out or something like that, but it was good. We did enjoy that. Now we moved over to what feels like a lighter cigar, but overall, I don't think it really is. You know, it's just not as potent. This has, even though it's a, it's a uh, mild, there's some flavors in there. And um, I smoked an inch or so. We're even getting into a little more, <coughs> I think a little more flavor. But I tried to pick something that would complement it a little bit. And I, probably one of our best that we ever had was Hepparticus 2. And um, we did a blood oath 
with the uh, pack five, I say. Pack five? Yeah. Pack five against the part against number two, Maduro. Yeah. And that was really good, but I didn't want to go that sweet. So what we're going to try right off the bat with this is, um, and we've had this on maybe as far back as a year, yeah. but I have the 11.5 Cream of Kentucky by Jim Rutledge. Um, and this is, I'm trying to look at a proof. Um, here, I see, see what you can say, uh, proof wise. And it's not uh, all that important. 51%, but. so 102. In Cream of Kentucky, it's kind of funny. I remember the first time the cowboy brought this up, and I thought he was bringing a bourbon liqueur. <laughs> I didn't think of, a, you know, cream of the crop. I didn't, you know, the the, the this pure. Uh, yeah, uh, Jim Rutledge, Brown Foreman. Um, yeah, this I I don't remember this, but. These I mean, are really at, hard to come look at, by. Look at the legs in the bottle. I mean, yeah. it just, it's gorgeous. Everywhere. <laughs> These are really hard to come by because they don't have, I mean, out of all the unicorns that we try to get, I've never, you don't even see these anywhere near us. And I was able, at this point, I don't even remember how I got a hold well, of Well, I thought Cream of Kentucky was only in Kentucky. It could be, but there's a lot of things that are in Kentucky. They don't even sell them in Kentucky, which That's is another true. strange thing, yeah. too. It's just like the... Um, the one they went from the six white label um, Heaven Hill yeah. to the uh, seven year, they don't even sell that there. Oh, okay. No, That's you can't even get that there. Anyway, one thing I I just told Mark is the um, retro hail on this is amazing. Maybe one of the best retro hails. Yeah, I've done on a cigar. I like the retro. The retro hell is very light, but that's where you start to pick up all the spice, though. Kind of the back of your throat, top of your tongue. Interesting. But it's very, it's, it's light, though. It's just a, it's an airy kind of It's just release. enough to make your nose aware when it's coming out that there's some flavors in there. And then, man, you retro hell and then nose the cream of Kentucky. So I went in and measured this from the start. We're about seven inches. Okay. And um, this is the smaller one. I think they've got maybe... They have, a, they have a Solomon that I think is nine and a half. Right, yeah. I was going to say an inch and a half, two inches bigger. But, yeah. well, we, we've poured this cream of Kentucky. Cheers, bro. This Cheers is a man. cool uh, smoke. And uh, cream of Kentucky, let's see if this complements it. Man, that cream of Kentucky is a sweet oak. Yeah. Like that's what, you know, like a tangy oak, but it's, 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 again, it's like cotton candy sweet. You know, like it sits on your tongue. And then this, like, when you stop and think about the cigar and you feel it as you smoke it, it is kind of a medium, you know, in strength-wise that you can feel the smoke. But the body is this confusing medium like the flavors there but the smoke is just so it's so light like you got i mean you got to twerk on this thing the draw is great I'm not, i don't mean it that way but you gotta 
draw, 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 draw to get a lot of smoke. You know? But the once you do that cream of Kentucky and get that in there, your first draw, there's a lot going on. But then give it a couple minutes and then bring in the next draw. And that's when I think everything levels out and you get your compliment. It's a phenomenal cigar, though. I mean, when we opened these up and we peeled that, you know, the Willy Wonka wrapper away from it, and it just, it just smelled like a bundle of fresh-aged tobacco. Just dirty chocolate and earthy chocolate, I should say, not dirty. When I say dirty, I mean, you know, soil, like ground content. Um... Yeah, just what you what you want every human order to smell like is what this cigar smell like. <laughs> wow. And it is getting better. We talked about it offline there that that first inch, you're just kind of getting the cigar going. And, um, you know, if you're playing golf, which we're not big golfers, but we're probably at the fourth hole right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> And in other holes, we'll be right into the meat of this thing. Right. I um, I really like how the um, the whiskey, the cream of Kentucky, uh, sits on your tongue because when you draw the cigar in, it it, it, it like it, it heats up the sweetness. That's why I was saying, like the first one, there's a lot going on, but then let that sit. And then your next draw, and then if you retrohale, it is all there, man. It's just all the goodness of the creaminess, the pepperness, a little bit of the oak, and um, yeah. I'm not saying I'm a master. Um, you know, you, you make some of your best choices you can, and you just give it a try, but that's not bad. The other one that I brought out uh, considering that we're this is a seven inch cigar we're probably down now to five and a half or six yeah. um, this is going to be a long draw so one bourbon ain't going to do so we're going to pair it with two so again I think this deserves um, another old fit so we brought out the 15 and um, that's got a huge amount of complexity to it so that's going to be a little different the cream of Kentucky is really, it's, it's, um, it has some complexity to it, but is it is a really oaky, um, creamy, well, obviously that's why they call it the cream of Kentucky, but it's a very, uh, free flowing, easy going, uh, bourbon that I think complements this really good. I'm assuming the 15 will almost, uh, enhance that when we get to that. Yeah, I have to agree. I think that calling it Cream of Kentucky, that was very genius. I mean, it is, um, like, when you say sweet, I don't mean, we're not meaning sweet like, um, well, yeah, it's sweet, but it's a lingering sweet, though. It, it just, it, it's like a cream, you know, like a, a Cool Whip or something, the way it just kind of, it, it's, it's so dense. 
that he sits and it hangs out. And as far as the cigar, what you'll see is the wrapper in our pictures when you check it out online. There's kind of a red orange with a blue. It's got the RC series on it and then the Tahoe Ahe. Uh, but then this wrapper kind of reminds me of the old cigar packs, or uh, I'm sorry, the old cigar, like if you open a box of some of the old, uh, old cigarettes, they would have that foil on them and you would have to kind of peel back when you open up your box, it would have that foil um, type wrapper within the box. It kind of reminds me of that old school stuff. But it is kind of really unusual. I've never seen it in another cigar like this. I mean, the packaging is is crazy. Like I said before we even brought them out, and you guys get a chance to take a picture. It reminds me of that you're at the lake, and now all these bad boy cigar boats are coming out, like Miami Vice, and just rolling down the lake, or you're down at Miami, which, of course, this is where their headquarters is. Miami. Yeah, yeah. Miami. So. Oh, well, 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 technically, Old Havana Cellars is in Los Angeles, but um, Tatuaje does. I do believe Tatuaje has a spot in Miami. Right. Um, I mean, this reminds me of is smoking this down in Miami and these cigar boats are flying by and, right. you know, I mean, these just ooze like top notch. Speaking of Tatuaje. Cool ass ballers. Like that video that came out that was going around with all of us with Arnold. Yeah. And um, that was hilarious, man. Speaking of Tatuaje, the Mad Russians down at Grand Cru and look what he just picked up. That's hilarious. Uh, he picked up a box of the Karloff, the new monster. So, cool. Whatever. Um, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, that those videos of Arnold going around. Old video of him. Why do I smoke cigars? I smoke cigars in my house. Why? Because it's my house. <laughs> He's like, my wife's father turned me on to stogies. So, how can I go wrong if her father got me on to stogies? And I'm not like you pennyways, motherfuckers. I ain't looking for a place to smoke your little stogie. No, I smoke because I'm a baller. <laughs> that was freaking hilarious. It's awesome, like, 17-second video of Arnold just being Arnold. It's from, like, the early 90s, I think. It was great, though. I, and here's the story about me and Janine were on the West Coast, and Janine was doing the Cinco de Mayo program for um, um, for Anheuser-Busch, and she actually scheduled me to have a dinner and smoke stogies with Arnold at his place there in Los Angeles. I want to say it was right down close to Venice Beach. And a day before I'm supposed to get with him and smoke stogies, he um, he was in, and I don't know if he had the heart attack or had some heart problems, and the doc's like, no more cigars, so they canceled the situation. And, oh, shit. And I was like, man, that sucked, because that would have been a great story to always tell, is the bourbon cowboy was having stogies with Arnold. With the Terminator. The Terminator. <laughs> Oh, I like you, Bourbon Cowboy. Yeah, well, who knows? He's still smoking stogies. Maybe we can still make it happen. 
like we've told you guys, our travel's been limited because of COVID this year. We were hoping to really do some cool shit, and we have, but we've not really got out of our roost too much. We were hoping to get around, but man, that's what the future's for. We're gonna get around and do some things. And who knows, maybe we'll be smoking with Arnold someday. Yeah, man, that's a fantastic cigar. It really is. This is a good cigar that's got a good, good body and strength to it, but it smokes lighter, um, which is uh, but really, really appealing. Now, the other, speaking of cream of Kentucky and cigars that I've had that I've always been excited about was the um, the Bull. This year's Bull, because we were really excited about, um, and remind me, I'm just flying off the hook here. Um the Bulls put out by... Oh, the Andalusian Bull from LFD. LFD. Yeah. And it was a cream puff this year compared. And then the Mad Russian had some that were the original winners of Cigar yeah, of the he Year. Had, he had a box of the original, I think they were 16s or 17s. And then when Andalusian Bull started shipping again in 19, they yeah. weren't... Not even close. No. And like, I, I'm not huge on those big ring gauge cigars. Like, you know that. But the Bulls, the Bulls, the Andalusian Bull, man. It's like a $17 to $20 cigar. It was always a big, a big power bomb, you know. And by the way, the price point on these, I got these in Nashville. And uh, I, I, I will get it on our show. I can't remember the name of the uh, cigar place. It was late at night. And um, they had them, so they must do a lot of Tatawahe at their place to have these in there. Um, but I want to say the price point was $23 to $25 a cigar. Yeah, it sounds about right. Um, most of the RC series that I've seen, even in the smaller sizes, they generally start around 16 So, you know, you get larger into the, the double perfecto, the Solomons. Um, I think they pretty much in the RC, they have a... I think it pretty much goes from T Corona up to the the Solomon. I think, or yeah, I think so. Maybe. Man, it's just like we're in cigar heaven right now, man. Yeah, we're we're probably looking at about fourteen hundred dollars worth of bourbon. And we're smoking some of the best cigars on a beautiful afternoon. The old bourbon cowboy and the Viking. They just don't get much better than this. No, it is definitely. Uh, is it the old Milwaukee beer commercials? And they're out, you know, in the wilderness yep. by a lake. And they're popping <laughs> old Milwaukee. And they say it just doesn't get better than this. Uh, yes, it does. Right here. We're doing it. We don't need a lake. We do not need a lake, although lakes are good. Lakes are good. Lakes We've are done, good, uh, you know, the farm. Done a few the lakes. Cowboy and sitting up over that lake, uh, you know, at where we've done in the beautiful sunlight in the sky. It's absolutely enhances everything. But this is pretty bad to the bone right freaking now. Yeah, you can't really top this too much. Um, yeah, I gotta say this this cigar so far is everything I thought it'd be. Uh, as far as is amazing, amazingly good. Um, it's just, it's a fun cigar, man. Like it, it, 
you can feel the cigar. Um, it is, like I said, it is a medium. To some, it may if you know if you're not come out a little full, but for full full strength full body smokers, we like a lot of spice and a lot of um, you know smoke and, and the whole mouth feel of it. That you know, now I'm not I'm not hip to the whole science of the first generation Cuban seed and what that actually does, um, but it, it's really unique because it does have a. We'll use Monte Cristo because I think that's our our roundabout the best Cuban, uh, like an Amuno number two, right? real creamy and what i mean by that is kind of like the cream of kentucky when you draw that smoke in it's not heavy it's not strong but it coats your entire palate and then you let it out and it's got good you know like like vanilla and 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 uh, an airy quality to it this cigar has that but being as it's grown in esteli you still have these like hidden mute spots of pepper and um, that, that, that good soil content and, and earth. Um, it's, it's almost got a like a light buttery cigar. to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's well, it's well glazed. Now, I, and I'm sure this cream of Kentucky is enhancing all these flavors that it is, but that's what you want when you're um, pairing something. So, I mean, that's great at that point. And as we're getting deeper into it, the spice, the pepper's kind of starting to settle in a little more. Uh, I think the cream of Kentucky against it's perfect. It's good. I like it. And this is another example of a 100 plus proof bourbon that the only heat on this, in my opinion, is if you swallow it too fast. It's the only time there's heat there. If you let it sit in your mouth and you just kind of slowly finish it. You give it that little chew, that little swirl. Yeah. It, and it then just, just slowly let it go down. It's like a light, a light, sweet, creamy syrup. That's what it is. But if you just, you know, like I just did on this one, that's why I had to say that. I threw it, threw it in my mouth, just kind of sitting on my tongue. I sat up and just quickly swallowed it. And there was a, just a, and I shouldn't even say heat. It was a, a click of, hey, you're drinking whiskey, you know? And here, you know, this, you bring up a good point, and this is something we should talk about, too. I mean, listen, guys, the whole reason we smoke cigars is to relax and take it easy and enjoy the cigar. And believe me, uh, cowboy is hard to settle down, but um, to take your time with these bourbons and the cigars, like me and Mark are doing today, I mean, it's just like... I mean, don't swallow that bourbon. Uh, caress it a little bit. Do a little chew in your mouth. Let it easy down there. Kind of think about it. Just, I mean, these aren't shots, for Christ's sake. No, they're not. You know, we're not trying to down a bottle of bourbon. Shit, one of the good things I love about bourbon, you spend some money on some bourbon, and, or even buy uh, a lesser uh, cost with great value, just take your time with it. Enjoy it. But the beautiful thing is, Cream of Kentucky, we're about a half a bottle, and I've had it for a year, year and a half. It's what I don't like about wine. Not saying I don't yeah, like wine. Yeah, we, we discussed that one night. We were like, you know, we've now, now we've had probably never had, he may have, yeah, I have We just had. don't spend two, three hundred dollars on a bottle no, of wine. No, because you have to drink that wine now. Now. You have to drink it right now. You know, you where get, is, you might get another glass for, put some pressure on it save it for later in the week but 
for the most part, we could be sharing these for years. Right, like maybe. You know, we do three ounces at a time once every six, seven months. That bottle's gonna sit there for shit, two and a half, three years. We could be sharing this bourbon for another five, six, seven years. Yeah, we did that with wine. We cook with the vinegar if it came. <laughs> yeah. Well, in saying that too, if you're gonna do what the cowboy does, have a vault. Make sure you've got it down in a dry place, not a lot of light. Uh, keep it in your basement and keep it somewhere where the temperature is consistent, and um, you'll be good, man. You'll be good. You'll go down there. You forgot about that beautiful bottle, and then you'll go back down and go, oh yeah. Right. It's like, ooh, look what I got. Cool. Haven't had that in a while. Draw this cigar in real quick and very quickly retrohale and you get that antique wood kind of taste off the cigar. I agree with that. When you retrohale that, you get a little antique type vintage. You know, that vintage, uh, that dusty, that dusty thing we've been talking yeah. about? Yeah, it's definitely in there. Yeah, that's a, that's a solid pairing. That creamy Kentucky's awesome. We'll throw, if anybody knows where we can locate another one of those, uh, let us know. You know, that'd be, that'd be cool to have more of. I would think the only two logical suspects would be Outlaw in Kansas City or this one in Nashville, who I know regularly has them. Yeah. And again, there's not a lot of guys picking up $25 cigars, so um, there's a possibility I'm going to, there's a Crown Heads event next Saturday, 17th, yep. in Nashville at the uh, Monte Cristo in Nashville. Hoping to make that. We'll see. I'm always last minute. I got with the uh, contracting I do at my day job. Um, we'll see if we can get away for the day, but we should be able to pull it off. That could be a cool shotgun trip. And that is what's kind of cool about being in, in Missouri, man. I mean, Nashville's, depending on, you know, how legal you want to drive, it's three and a half to four hours away. You know, and I, so I know some people think that sounds like a lot, but if you leave at 8 a.m., you're there by noon, you grab lunch, have some drinks, an event, you could leave at 8 o'clock and home by midnight and still be up for football on Sunday. You know, it's, it's, it's easy. It's, it's not, a, it's not a, a, a difficult trip to take at all. Um, yeah, and right now, I'm going to KC. Got to help my son out this weekend. But I'm hoping to be back around 12, 1230. We're following the Chiefs. They seem to have an off night uh, against the Patriots. They started off kind of slow, man, but Chiefs are 4-0. There's only one other one, Packers, man. That's all that matters. And here's the other thing. We got a Chiefs-Packers Super Bowl. 4-0. Buffalo is, too. That's right. Yeah. Uh, also, Seattle 4-0. See... I think they Seattle's are, Yeah, they up. might be. All right. But I'm, about. I'm just saying uh, Buffalo will be interesting to see. But we've got the Raiders this Sunday at, at uh, noon high. and uh, But the thing you got to understand, too, is a lot of be like, well, they don't really do. Well, they've only played four games. They right. didn't have four uh, get-up games. They didn't do any preseason this year. So these guys are still kind of getting their shit together and whatever. And, and they've uh, looked, I mean, they've looked amazing. I mean, what they did to the Ravens against the reigning season MVP and Lamar Jackson, um, like, dude, I mean, the Chiefs are 
look, they're they are they're a knockout team. They are they're ready to roll. And what I think what I think Sunday showed was they made a lot of mistakes for thirty minutes, and then they turned it on. It turned on. Now, granted, you were dealing with a second and third string quarterback. You know, I think I don't think, and I mean this, I don't think Cam Newton playing would have altered the game too much. Would it have carried the plays longer? Yes. But I mean, it, it wasn't. It wasn't even like they were bad passes thrown by the quarterbacks. It was just lights out coverage by Kansas City. You know, I think you, they played their can't game. Help, you can't help when you've got a middle linebacker in Mateo that the guy runs a four six forty. So if he's eight yards off you on a thirty yard ball, he's gonna get in front of you before the ball lands. That's that's just math. <laughs> You know, and if he's got a beeline for you, he's 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 on the way. I don't think you can really help that. And I think they play up to their game, mm. meaning they play up to their opponent. And um, when they're, I mean, come on, we've seen them down twenty-eight to nothing. We've been at uh, the we're, Dalton the Shack or whatever. It's over. It's and they're over. twenty-nine. Everybody's like, "All right, we're heading home." I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa! Oh, what are you talking about?" Only they're only down twenty eight to nothing at halftime. Forty one twenty eight. And they're like, I don't know about that. I'm like, come on, man, you're crazy. Yeah. Get back in here. They can score two touchdowns in a minute or a half or whatever. And I think they play up to their game. They like uh, being down a little bit. Well, I think they like that. I think that's what Andy Reid never got with Philadelphia. Is he didn't have when he was coaching Philadelphia. He had he had fire on offense. I mean, they could put points up. Their defense did good here and there, but it wasn't there. Like, the Chiefs are a full team. So and you their can defense take the is ranked, like, third or fourth in right. the NFL right so now? So you can take the time to kind of use 10 minutes, 20, 30 minutes to feel out who you're playing. Right. You know, and then, okay, all right, let's not do that again. And then you come back, you flip the play, and three interceptions in 12 minutes? I mean, you know, that's not a bad quarterback. That's a damn good defense. And, uh, come on, Edelman didn't have a very good game either. I mean, they were... Edelman wishes he went to Tampa Bay, too. (laughs) (laughs) The Gronk had one catch in that game. It was a big catch. Um, But I think Tampa Bay is going to do well. I think think Cam Newton has played as good as they said he's played. Okay, hey, we got little Jack with us, too, my... uh, uh, oh, what's Thursday Night Football? He's night? my crazy little uh, olive trade, blue healer, Aussie. We even throw a picture of you in there, buddy. Yeah, we'll get But he's hanging out with us a little bit, too. I've had him now uh, 13 years for old Jack. 12, 12. Sorry, one year off. Anyway. Now we're down to probably about four or five inches, and it's smoking perfect. Beautiful. All right, well, let's. Um, we're done with our pour of the cream of Kentucky. Our last little gizmo here is throwing this old Fitz 15 against this uh, RC series and see how we like that. Give me that glass there, Viking. There you go, got one.
Thank you, sir. You are welcome. Man, you know how I feel about this old Fizz, man. I just... Like, I want... Um, <laughs> a bottle. A bottle, man. I don't even care which one. Because what I want is I want to get... I just... I want the decanter when it's finished. Leave old Fitz on there. I'll, I'll have... We'll do some cool artwork where you can take the age statement away. And I would just continue to fill it with Heaven Hill. Over just for the decanter. Yeah. You know, just to have it. It's just... it's. It's, and this is where we can come back um, and go that comparison, you know, as the former main scotch guy against the whole bourbon guy is now this bottle is about probably any old fit you're probably looking at. If you get it the day it drops, 250 to 300, you get it a week later, four to 600. That's fair, right? Yeah. Something like that, okay? Man, you take a 15-year-old scotch and you put it into an Irish crystal decanter. That's an $800 bottle. Now, granted, it's Irish crystal. It's not American glass. But there's only so many things you can do to a bottle to make it appealing. But what Old Fitz has done is all of these bottle and bond, they're all in the same decanter. So it, it creates a, a, uh, a constant. You know, you know what you're going to get. There's no mistaking it for something else. There's not another bottle that looks like that. I mean, there's some cognac bottles that look that way, but you don't put cognac next to whiskey, you know, in, in any store. I've never seen it that way. Cognac's always over by the vodka because, you know, brown spirits and, you know, and tequila and all that. It's, it's a way. The only decanter I've found that I like as nice as that is that 1960, I think it was Frankfurt Distillery I found down in the Ozarks. And um, yeah. we, that's kind of a mystery bottle for me. I keep some of our best bibs in there. And um, it is a gorgeous bottle. To find a bottle that still has a cork that's functioning from 1960, the labeling and everything that is still fantastic and the bottle still lives as it did in 1960 is very hard to find. And then put the, uh, well, they're not doing the Frank, uh, Frankfurt uh, distillery anymore that was basically providing bourbon for the artesian for the Austrian market, um, they don't have it anymore. So I just use the decanter as my bib, <clears throat> sign of a, a kind of a secret bib that I share with the guys and they all like what I put in there, but they're all bibs for the most part, all hundred proof. And for the most part, I think they're all out of heaven hell. I think some of the best bibs that are out there, I don't even think there's a question that the best bibs on the market uh, are all out of Heaven Hill. So, and you guys, if you're following the podcast, you know who those are. Those are the white label six. Uh, shit, there's a whole lot of them. I should have a list. We have them on the website. There's pictures of them in our bib section there. But that's what I keep in that decanter. Um, anyway... Mark stepped out for a minute. We're still about four and a half inches out on this tatuaje, and um, man, what a special cigar. I, we were gonna save these for a special occasion, but nothing like today, especially if I'm gonna go to Nashville, I'm gonna try to grab some more of these uh, on the 17th when I go down there. So hopefully you guys get a chance to listen to this and, um, are on the hunt for some of this good stuff.
October is my favorite month. I love the fall weather. I love the color change. It just seems like the last big blast before we get into the holidays and the winter and the dead of the winter. So it's like, you know, get all these beautiful bourbons out, get outside, get to enjoy them. Of course, during this whole COVID, um, hopefully the downside of this COVID, um, I think we've experienced some upside on it just because everybody going back to school, sports and so forth. But hopefully we've learned to this point, we're keeping it under control and whatever. But um, anyway, we're getting ready to do the 15 old fits and just let everybody know this is 15 there is a 16 it was uh, a gift shop only release i have a bottle of that too but i haven't been able to get hold of another so that will stay unopened until it most of these i don't open unless i get a second so anyway let's give this uh a shot on the 15 yeah. and see how this pairs up Well, see, this is probably going to be amazing. Yeah, I just, uh, you know, sometimes you know things are just right. Yeah, you don't even have to do it. You just know it's right. It's right. This is another ultimate pairing, probably. I think we could be the, the best. We could be the best men for this wedding. We could do it. Do we make it? So I would say my guess is after this podcast. Uh, the number one pairing we've had so far will be the Partagas, and it was Pack Five. Pack Five, yeah. That we won the Super Bowl. We won with. the Super Bowl on that. We were three. Right. So there's some history on that, and we might do a little story time on that cigar. But I want to talk about this pairing first. So this is amazing. The difference here is the heat on this old fits, right? Hundred proof. There's definite heat in this glass. Yeah. This is actually there's the whiskey. I don't want to call it the burn because people take burn and think hot. It's the 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 heat, the whiskey. Heat. I take a burn like an old cowboy bourbon. Yeah, the whiskey heat, the heat. You know, it's 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 warm, but then behind that you get the sugars from the wood. Like you get a a um, like you taste the oak, but then there's a, a cool like light caramel. I think it's not it's not super caramely sweet that way. No. But then with the cigar. That mellow spice, it, oh, the spice is there now. It's all there. And you, what's unique about it, where usually you get a washout, is the spice from the cigar is chewy. Like you can, you got it. It's, it's on your gums. You can you can lip smack to it. You know. Yeah, and then retrohale this once or twice with this, and it's gonna be special. The crazy thing is to think. You know, we sit here because we're, we do what we do, but we grab stuff from the vault and, um, but we're probably looking, uh, if we were somewhere just trying this cigar, if we were out on our own on the road, with what we're probably looking at at least a 75 to $95 pour and then a 25, we're looking over a hundred dollars. If uh, this, if this was a bar tab. And we'd each had an ounce and a half pour this of what's here. This is a 230, pour and cigar. Yeah, each. And that's, that's one pour around. Yeah, I get a lot of guests here to the Cowboy Bar, and they're like, oh, I really enjoyed it. I'm like, yeah, I don't even know that they really realize 
if we would have been at a retail, I mean, you guys are all leaving fat and happy, and you probably had $300, $400 worth of board. Yeah, that's that's actually an opinion I changed. I used to, I honestly thought this way. It was when, when if you had people over at your house or even when, like, you know, anytime, anytime we go to each other's house, we always have bourbon stars. Kind of, or we have whiskey and stars. Right. We always have them. I've always been that way. Cowboy's always been that way. We've taught a few people to be that way, which is awesome. And I, I don't, I don't. When I say this, I don't think no one should have to do that. I just think if you're showing up, it's like you know, you never went to a football party and didn't bring a twelve pack of beer. And right? it's not even the cost for me. I don't no, want to be no, no, able no. To get, That's what I'm getting at. But I just wanted to appreciate the fact of what they're having an opportunity to drink and smoke. Right. And appreciate it. I'm not all hung up on the cost or whatever. That's not like me. But no, I don't. I don't. Like I just wanted it. to appreciate the fact that you're having an opportunity to do it. That's all. Yeah, exactly. And that's I mean, that's where, plain and simple. That's where my mind changed. You know, back when I was solely on Scotch and where my obnoxious McAllen collection came from is, you know, 12 years sharing McAllen is is an everyday Scotch. Like if you come over, I'll pour you as much of that as you want. But if I knew that you weren't really into whiskey, you didn't touch any of the travel editions. I didn't even pull them out. I put them away. But now, and it's 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 ninety eight percent because of you and just the way that we share things and the way you know. I always brought cigars, and you always opened the bar. You always did. So I was like, okay, you know what? Fine. Every time you know when I my you guys would come over, you always had cigars. You always brought something. And we'd have a glass of what you brought, then we'd go downstairs, and I'd be like, dude, if it's sitting here, go nuts. If it's not open, open it. And that's something I learned. I used to, and to be honest, I would rate people. I'd be like, okay, they don't usually drink whiskey, so they're probably going to you know, have a couple Bud Lights and one drink. So you know what? They can have the Jack Daniels I don't drink. But then I'm going to open up this 25 Macallan, and I'm going to drink that in front of everyone because they have no idea what it is. Whereas now it's like, dude, you drink what you want, you smoke what you want, you do whatever the hell you want, but enjoy it. That's all I care about. Well, and and listen, we're not trying to be, uh, it's not about the money. It's all about the experience, right? And yeah, and let me preface what I said with the models I have, I've been working towards for 14 years now. So, <laughs> well, all I'm saying is just slow down, like we've always talked about and enjoy uh, and understand what you're smoking and drinking. That's all. And I'm not hoarding this. That's what it's all about is to share this with different people on the podcast and with us and with our buddies and with fellow uh, people that are on our podcast and want to join in with us. I mean, that's what it's all about is sharing um, the wealth and the hunt with people that are interested in the same things we are. And I've started doing the same thing with cigars, man. I mean, I've got boxes that have been sealed for years. And I'm like, man, it'd be great to have that. And I'd be like, you know, like the, the cowboy or the Russians coming over. And I'd be like, man, we should, we're all there. And it's like, yeah, let's smoke something cool. It used to be, you have to pay me to get into some of those boxes. And now, like when I get a box in, I open them up and I take the, the top half. If it's a box of 10, I take five, they go in the shelf. It's a box of 25, I take 12, they go on the shelf. The reason I do that is now that box is just put away, and I, I tell every time anyone comes over, go down and get whatever the hell you want, right? Any, anything. I was like, it doesn't matter. Go ahead. The reason I put them there now is I want everyone to enjoy those things. 
No, I don't have. I don't have. There's one cigar that I have that I'm saving for something, you know, really, really epic. You know, I had two of them. I smoked one when Aaron and I hooked. Uh, but I. No, what was that? What cigar was that? Uh, it's the rare 2003 Punch Rare Corojo Solomon. They made 212 sticks. I had seven at one point. Um, they came in boxes of six. But uh, um, I started doing that too, and like I, I, I realized that it, at one point, for a long time, I was a stingy bitch. Like I wouldn't share. I just didn't do it. You know, I never had a problem bringing cigars because that's where I spent a lot of my money was on cigars. I smoke a lot of cigars, you know, but like I, I didn't spend, I spent enough on whiskeys and stuff. But when I started, like when we met, you know, three years ago, we, we became like family and started talking about these, like, you're like, bro, you're missing out. This bottle, this 12 year bottle of bourbon that tastes like gold is $25. So I started looking into that and burning into that. You know, and I got onto some cigars that I wouldn't smoke because I had my own idea about what they would be because of a variant or another that I had. You know, it's like when you were talking about your premium asylums, right? Well, I'd had Asylum 13s. I think they're bad cigars, but I hadn't had the straight jackets. I hadn't had the premiums to smoke. And those are those are a a, a knockout cigar. That's a Christian Euro and knockout. Not too many people know about them because they're pretty much buy only. There's a lot of uh, cigar fronts don't have them, which is kind of crazy to me, but they all like the big fatties right now with the skull on them. Yeah, the Asylum And it's just, it's kind of crazy, but it's not my cigar line because... Well, they were always novelty cigars, you know? Like, you used to go into lounges, and if they were having a CLE or an Asylum event, you know, it would be buy the 880, and whoever could smoke it the fastest or hold the longest ass would win a prize. They were novelty cigars, man. And that and that's that's something that like when you look at bourbon, right? So, you know, like barrel bourbon, okay? Hundred percent source. They don't have a distillery. They source everything from NGP. But then they take it and they do something weird in a cask. Okay? Or like Jefferson's Ocean. They literally put those barrels on a ship and go across the Atlantic. And it does something to the... It's a novelty thing. You know, it's it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of creativity going on in these two worlds that we live in, to be honest. I don't think there's a day that you we don't can't have think of, you can. I always kid somebody the other day is put some barrels on a 52-foot uh, trailer, load them in there. Now, you are carrying liquid, right? So I was like, so... Get them on an you know an eighteen wheeler, and uh, drive them back and forth on the straightest highway. Use probably Kansas or eighty. Eighty's pretty or good. Or highway one. Right, and just <laughs> drive them around. Same way with the ocean. And I know the the ocean uh, the uh, Jefferson uh, people. Man, they're up for anything. They had some barrels on the river that they. Oh, they do it all. They're like taking them down to New Orleans. It's like the. Uh, they did the Mississippi batch. I don't even know if they've got it out, but I've been reading about it where they've had it on the river for I don't know how many months. I think it's cool. I love it. So I don't, I'm not afraid to share podcasts I listen to and stuff like that. So I listened to the Bourbon Pursuit with Fred Minnick, who was the former editor-in-chief of Bourbon Up. And uh, he said something when I was listening to their episode today that was so funny. He was like, so now with the laws on bourbon, how you have, you know, you can have 
Missouri bourbon, Kentucky bourbon, Tennessee whiskey. Missouri bourbon. Uh, you know, you have all these things. He's like, someone needs to go to MGP, find a good blend they like, buy about 100 barrels of it, and then spend one day, or spend one week in each of the 50 states. They call it America's bourbon. Because you've had the barrel in every state for, or it's a year, it's one year, because the, the legality for Kentucky bourbon is it has to be aged in a barrel at least one year in Kentucky. Yeah, that's a good idea. You know, but then they're like, the problem is... So are is, you saying we're going to put one barrel in a car and drive it all around the United States? Well, we haven't got 50 years. <laughs> and, and he was like, the problem is, so you're going to buy one barrel, you'll probably get it for 800 bucks, and 50 years later when you bottle it, it's either going to suck or be worth five grand a bottle. <laughs> Yeah. It's 50-year-old national bourbon. <laughs> but wouldn't that be cool, though? What if you what if you bought a barrel, or you say you bought five, so you could produce a 1,000 bottles, and you spent one day in all 50 states and called it America's bourbon? Yeah, that'd be crazy. You know? Now we're giving somebody the idea. Yeah. Probably Just remember, you heard it on... Craft uh, and Puro. Craft and Puro, baby. Whatever your company name is, you now officially pre-sponsor this show. You're welcome. Well, man, I think we're we're riding on a very successful day. Dude, I I'm think really we happy done, with the podcast today, we, man. It's awesome. We have done some incredible... Let's be honest. These are blind pairings. They're blind because we didn't, with the exception of the tattoo the RC, we did smoke and then, you know, you taste it a little. But that, I'm, I'm going to say the best of the day is cream of Kentucky with the RC. Now, this 15 old fits is literally tied, if not married to his sister. It, it's, it's close, man. But that cream of Kentucky, what it did with the cigar, the way it hovered on your palate and it opened so up you the like the cream of kentucky better with the cigar yeah whiskey to whiskey old fits all day but if you're talking smoking with it yeah cream of kentucky so we want to give a shout out to rusty at general cigars uh, Lit Cigar Lounge. When we wrap up here, we're going up there. Um, they're getting up there soon. We're going to go hang out with them for a few hours. Probably play some golden tea. You know. Hit a couple eagles because I can't ever do it in real life. Ah. <laughs> yeah, we did like, what, 318s the last time we were out yeah, there? Yeah, we did. We played, what was that, 54 holes? Yeah. No, what was no, that no, course we did bad. the last one? Was it the Sierra course? or? Yeah, you mean the, the like the... Arizona meets I was like Sahara. 500 till the last one yeah. it was on like a cliff or something <laughs> which brought me to even um, yeah you guys should check out Bourbon Pursuit man if you guys want to if you want to get into the real technical side all those guys are editors for Bourbon Magazines they said something today that I thought you would really enjoy you know how we always talk about that word sommelier, and technically I've got a piece of paper that says I'm a tobacco sommelier, right. right? That just means I've smoked a lot of cigars, I took a test, and I tasted things well that day, so I passed. I don't think or ever pretend that I know everything about tobacco. That's why you never hear us talk about this cigar burns elegantly, tastes like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine things, and mirazepam. No, we don't say any of that. 
Fred Minnick was talking about, he laughs at people that say they're whiskey sommeliers. And the reason he said that is there are thousands, thousands on thousands of different mash bills. Now, almost all of them are the same mash bill. But once you do, what you do with that, once it hits the barrel, what barrel it goes into first, how much of it is split, how... There is no way that you can know everything about whiskey. It's impossible. Because whiskey that you make in Washington State, whiskey that you make in Colorado, and whiskey that you make in Kentucky, Kentucky and Tennessee, you can get from Kentucky to Tennessee in an hour, in five minutes from the right places. You're an hour away from distillery to distillery, and they are worlds apart in taste. There's and no the other, way you can know that. Right. And the other thing that I want to reiterate is everything that we say that we like, me and Mark's palates are a lot alike. It would, it would probably be better if we had uh, different palates, but we do yeah. have very uh, conjoined palates. But this is what we like. You guys are going to have to taste it for yourself and see if you like. And, and then the other thing I want to iterate is, is too, is... There was a lot of blowback when, uh, was it McKenna uh, won Best Bourbon of the Year? You guys have to understand, too, that almost every bottle of bourbon, unless it's just coming out of that one barrel, right? Just a single barrel. Like, when you get a single barrel pick, that's going to be damn consistent. But all of those barrels in that Rick House are going to put out just a, a slight different profile. The consistency is there. It's all going to taste very similar, but when they take those things and they win a gold medal, they picked and did a lot of studies and found what they thought was the best McAllen, McKenna. McKenna to put in there. Thanks. McKenna to put in there. So don't bitch because you get a bottle and you don't think it tastes that good. Well, well, let's talk about how they do that too. It's much like with cigars that when you know top twenty-five of the year, when these guys submit the, the that bottle that gets tested, bro, their tasters are going through every inch of the rickhouse, right? Trying every barrel until they agree on what. And mind you, when these things go to competition, they don't bring a case of bottles. It's a bottle. They bring a bottle because the reason you do that is you don't want the separation. You know, you don't want one judging table to get your, your cream of the crop and then the other six judging tables get your second or third pick. That skews your score away. So they do that, much like with cigars. When a cigar is submitted to be tested, that thing is picked at the prime moment to the owner, the blender, the, the, the company man, whoever is, is shipping that cigar, and it's getting smoked at the proper time, the right, you know, the right, that's how these things work. So just because like when McKenna won, and I remember uh, the cowboy was telling me about this, I've got a bottle of McKenna, they said 10 year, right? The 10 year McKenna one, I've got one, but when I bought it, it was $27, $8, something like that. Now that's a $60 bottle, I think. Mine, it's, I don't know, man, it's a 10 year sour mash. I mean, it's not, it's not crazy. Yeah, my only point is take it with a grain of salt. That's what's out there because you know there's a lot more involved than even a great barrel pick. It's advertising. It's it's a lot. 
we don't want to go into it. But my thought is you get out there, taste it, figure it out for yourself. Um, we're only here for a little entertainment and we're, we're, we're sharing this information and what we feel like is good on our palates and whatever. But the bottom line is you guys need to get out there and taste some of this stuff. Give us some feedback. See yeah, that's what, you're what we liking. want to know. We want you. And look, even and look, yes, we are fortunate that we have these bourbons with us right now. These these old fits, this cream of Kentucky, this Weller. Grab this cigar. We've talked about it before. If you can find this $25 cigar against a $25 bottle and bond whiskey that you think is just out of this world, let us know, man. Because what we're going to do is we're going to do it too. We're going to find it. We're going to try it. And you may completely change our minds. It wouldn't be the first time it's happened. You know, no. It wouldn't at all. I mean, we've, you know, and, and I would I would welcome everyone to go back to the podcast. This is the first time we've done this level of whiskey at this price point and probably. This is probably our, I would bet this is our highest price point of everything we've done across the board today. If you look at it by ounce and cigar, yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure, man. Uh, we've given things away and, and done deals that didn't go well, but. Hey, that's learning, right? I mean, it is what it is, man. I, I mean that. And also, you know, you know, the cowboy and the Viking, man. This is what we do. We, it's not like we we don't own a shop. We're not part of a company. You can obviously tell through the trend of the show who our favorite companies are because we kind of smoke in them a lot. Um, you know, and you can obviously tell our favorite whiskeys. And it's always funny whenever we try something new that we haven't had. The episode ends on something we have had before. <laughs> You know, we always go back to our favorites like everyone else does. But we're just two guys, and we've had girls, all our friends, you know, Brian and Dana at Lit, Patrick at Stanley's, Jess and Bobby at Montre's. Um, we, we've had all these people on that are just like us and just like you. These things that we're talking about, I wish we were getting paid to talk like this, but we're not. We're just hanging out. All of this is coming out of our pocket. This is money that we spend that we get right, to sit. Yeah, right. And Absolutely. I'm telling you right now, even if these mics weren't on and this wasn't recording, the music would be louder. There'd probably be a fire lit because we got to maintain it. We'd be sitting right where we're sitting, doing the same thing, having this same conversation, but to each other and not hoping anyone else hears it. You know, and that that's what we do. Agreed. Agreed. Well, so tell me, because I got some coffee on this cigar now, like like coffee beans, like a nice dark roast kind of coffee beans. Let's um, let's kind of can you touch back on the intemperance? What you thought of the Roma Craft? I thought the draw was not very good, but I do think the overall spiciness of it. Uh, I thought it was a little bit of a. I thought it was a hot cigar. I liked it. I mean, you know me, I like bold, I like cigars. I thought it was good. I thought the draw was crappy. But other than that, if that would have had a better draw, that would have been an amazing cigar. When I got it going, I mean, there's just some cigars you can't sit down. Like, I, that would have not worked for me on a golf course, right? Because you have to leave that thing alone for four, five, six, seven minutes. Right. Oh, we'd have been pissed dealing with that all day. But if you stay on that, cigar it was a really good cigar it, it was all the good things i like in a spicy medium to full cigar 
Yeah, I gotta say too. I think my draw was a little better. I didn't really have any problem with it smoking, um, but it, it did have a light issue, and I don't know if maybe that's because it's been sitting in the back of the humidor too long, whatever. But I agree again. That's that's my kind of cigar, man. That's a spice bomb. That thing had uh, some really really cool, unique um sourness to it not sweet like like candy sourness in a spice it was really really unique um i like that cigar we'll definitely smoke that again you know there's always one bad apple in every batch there's nothing you can do about that um and with that cigar that weller was amazing with it i think that was the great pairing across the board for the intemperance whiskey rebellion now let's wrap on this rc so let's can we have one more drink? Yeah. Let's have one more, but let's wrap. I'm going to say this. This RC was everything I wanted it to be and much more. As we're getting down, we're probably, what, three inches now? Yeah. Two, we're almost down there. Let's um, do one more cream. Yeah, let's do one more cream. And um, this is, I, I I will buy a box of 10 of these any time that I can walk up on one and, you know, the credit card's paid off. <laughs> you know, I think I'll go ahead and squeeze on a box of them amazing if you can get your hands on any of the rc don't just go after this uh double perfecto please don't but this isn't an everyday smoke no this not at all like... this so these have been sitting in your humidor for three four months well Five? when were you in tennessee jeez that's a good question May? i will yeah i want to say four four, four and a half months, months? Yeah. yeah you know and we were just waiting on that that's why that question popped up when we we're going to do them there wasn't a better time than now to do them so well cheers buddy yeah cheers, cheers my cheers. man Let's we're back on us. the cream and he uh the viking liked this combination i tended to like the 15 a little bit better but man they're hard to pick but we're gonna finish up with this 15. definitely i'm gonna let the bourbon cowboy take us out this is the viking guys thanks so much for the support keep downloading keep sharing with us enjoying follow our instagram at craft and puro of course, our episodes are all brought to you by Lit Cigar Lounge of Chesterfield, Missouri. Brian and Dana Snyder, great lounge, awesome support. If you guys are ever here, contact us through our Instagram. Uh, the email is on the website. Say what's up. We'll come down and have a cigar with you. This is the Viking. I'm out. Listen, I we're not anything without you guys, man. Mark runs the show as far as the Instagram and um, as far as what people are saying and getting back with him on we're nothing without feedback man so i'd love to hear from you guys if you're if you think the bourbon cowboy's full of shit if you think the viking is full of shit and you're liking what we're doing i would just like to hear from you guys and say hey man we're really digging it or we're not we want more of this want more of that or whatever are we missing something let us know and we'll get it done. But until then, listen, man, this is the Cowboy. We're out. Enjoy your day. Enjoy your weekend. Until next time, giddy up.